Our reading this morning is from our gospel reading from John chapter 21, starting at verse 7. If you would, please read this with me. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, may you come into these words, Lord, that it is not a, a story about a group of guys going fishing. It is a story about a man, a man calling out to his friends for them to dine with him. In your son's name we pray, amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. I want to introduce you to someone here. This man right here. Anybody know who this is? Well, I'm going to introduce him to you this morning. This man is uh, a general, uh, retired now, uh, Army. Uh, his last name is Boykin. His last name is Boykin, a general in our Army. Uh, and once I heard a story, I gotta, I gotta tell about this story. I just don't know when. It just has now um, dropped on my lap. Now that you guys are getting confirmed, now I can talk about this guy. All right. So, uh, General Boykin. Uh, just, just a couple of things. This guy was the best of the best. All right. And so, when we talk about military, this guy was a guy who could get it done. Uh, and uh, he was approached one day and said, hey, we're putting together a, a special group uh, of soldiers. Uh, we can't tell you much right now, but um, we're going to have some what we would call tryouts. So they went through, and they went through physical, uh, mental training. And this guy, let me say, okay, this guy was military. This guy was military. They can do stuff that you and I can't, Right? Do we need to prove it? We could set up, no, okay. This guy, we're talking about our soldiers here. Find out who's the elite of the elite. This guy blew everybody else away. When they went for a run, he was done way before anybody else. This guy, when you talk about um, weapons management, this guy got it done. So this man right here, General Boykin, when he was approached, after he got done with all his training, after, after finishing at the very top, they sat down with him to, to, to do this psychological questioning. And they said, why is it, why is it that you feel that you're so good? Why is it? Where does your strength come from? And he said, my strength is in God alone. They looked at him and said, I'm sorry, you can't be on this team. You can't be on this team. Because if you rely on God, then therefore it, it lowers your reliance on the other people of your team. So therefore, we can't, we can't have that mentality on this team. Do you think General Boykin, do you think at that time, do you think he gave up? Do you think he said, you know what, you're right? Or do you think he said, this is my God, and I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this is the guy I'm sticking with. What do you think he said? This man well, let me tell you, uh, let me tell you a, a, a different story of, of a team. Uh, some of you guys uh, know who this is. 
Uh, this is uh, a story, a movie about the Delta Force. Some of you guys uh, have known that. Let me introduce you guys, because a lot of what old pastors do is talk about the good old days. Uh, and the good old days is about people who starred in movies way before you were born. All right, so this movie, The Delta Force. Uh, General Boykin, the group they were assembling, was the Delta Force. He was one of the original members of the Delta Force. And so when they were trying out, they were looking for a leader. General Boykin was the man. He was the guy who led them. So when we talk about the leaders of Delta Force, and you want to talk about Chuck Norris? Sorry, you guys are going to have to introduce them to Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris was a guy you didn't mess with. Black belt, uh, amazing guy, amazing actor. Uh, and interesting enough, uh, his, his kind of... Um, um, his, the guy he was kind of portraying was the guy likened to General Boykin. And so if you've watched Delta Force, the movie, it starts out with our failure uh, at releasing uh, the prisoners from the country of Iran. General Boykin was there. He was the one of the ones that, that almost died in that explosion. And so we take a look at the, at the story, and some of the story is, is true. Some of the story, though, you kind of take that story and you kind of spin it. And, of course, Hollywood likes to take this much truth and try to mend that so that it doesn't necessarily sound good. It just sounds amazing. And so General Boykin is someone I wanted to introduce you to uh, because both he and the guy he played. You ever heard of Chuck Norris? You ever, you ever see him speak? This guy, this guy was an amazing guy, and the, one of the things that he's got caught fire for is that he will speak, and when he speaks, Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris speaks about his faith more than anything else. Not just his faith, about Jesus Christ. And even as this black belt, he talks about being weak and yet Jesus being strong. So interesting enough, the parallels of General Boykin, Chuck Norris, who played him, they both were talking about who Jesus is. And to this day, they will say, he's number one in my life. And the reason why I'm so good or whatever, whatever I have was because of who Jesus is. So I just wanted to introduce you to him today uh, because as you guys know, that um, this is probably the first time you guys have been without a cell phone for like an hour at a time, isn't it? Do you feel a little jittery? Do you feel like you have to have it? Are you telling the truth? Because this entire day you won't have a cell phone. You won't be attached to the internet. And so this day, uh, it's very interesting that uh, times have changed. Times have changed. If you have your original cell phone, can you please raise your hand? The first cell phone you ever had, do you have the same one? One person in here. <laughs> you don't like change, do you? Good place. It's a Lutheran church. Change is not at the top of the list. And so you talk about cell phones. Well, the, the danger is... When we put cell phones, modern cell phones, in the hands of people like this, the question is, what are they going to get at the end of the day? 
uh, because sometimes there's too much information. Sometimes the, the information that are getting is downright harmful. Uh, and so the problem with Wi-Fi nowadays, with being connected uh, at the touch of a button with, hey, I have a question, I want to go and find out the answer. Uh, the question is, uh, will you find the answer or will you find someone who is just trying to tell you what they think? Uh, I found this and it was rather scary. I just want to, I just want to look, this is downright scary. Let me introduce you to someone on YouTube, which you guys love, uh, and uh, I, I, wanna, I want you guys to listen with both ears to what she says. I honestly am a firm believer that if you study Christianity in an open-minded, unbiased way and are willing to go wherever the facts lead you, 99% of you will not be a Christian anymore. Because the facts just lead you there. Don't look up Christians and don't get the Christian answers. Look up unbiased scholars and sources and get both sides of the issues and then decide what makes sense and what you believe. This is where you guys nowadays are getting your information. Don't look at only the Christians. Look at everybody. The problem, unbiased, Christian or non-Christian, is biased. All right, there is a bias. It doesn't matter what you have. Either you have a bias one way or the other. Uh, and the problem is at 22, she doesn't exactly know what she's talking about. And I sat there with horror. How many times do you think I sat there and had to pause it because I wanted to weep for this young lady? Because she is telling you guys, get the whole story. The problem is at 22, how much do you know? A little bit? At 22, how much did you guys know? You're not 22 yet, sir. <laughs> we hope that you get there someday and get there uh, in one piece and uh, also with the knowledge of, of something that's true. The problem is, and we might have to tell them over and over again, you don't know everything. You don't. You may think sometimes your parents don't also, but you don't. And this young lady is trying to say, look up for your own answers. The problem is, how many times do you look up on the internet and not get the full story? How many times do you think you don't get the whole story? Can you find truth on the internet? Maybe. It depends on their bias. And so the problem is, is you have people who, and I, she has videos upon videos, and very interesting, she will tell you what she thinks, and the, the, the danger that I, I see in her as she smiles to you and says, this is what I did, her facts that she tells you, her facts that she tells you, that you won't, 99% of you won't be a Christian after she gives you the facts, are mostly are mostly her opinion. They're mostly her opinion. The problem is, at 22, at 22, there's still a lot to know. I want to introduce you to uh, Dr., uh, Dr. Evans. Dr. Evans. P-H-D. P-H-D. Tell us academically, like historians, again, Christians or non-Christians, 
are there people who really doubt that Jesus even existed? Well, no, no scholar doubts that, but okay. uh, the mythicists are, are mostly cranks and they're online in the blogosphere. However, there is one mythicist named Richard Carrier who has a PhD in history, so he's, <laughs> he's unique. So there's only one, okay, don't miss that. There's one mythicist who propagates this who actually has a PhD. PhD. Nobody in, else in, is an in academic. A, in an appropriate field, yeah, ancient history, Columbia University in New York. I debated him a week and a half ago. One, one PhD in the appropriate field who doesn't necessarily think that Jesus may or may not have existed. One PhD. The problem being is that people your age are having videos out there that will tell you what they think is the truth, and they're hoping it sticks in your mind that that's actually truth. The problem is it's still an opinion. And so when we look at, at James chapter 5, verse 10, I see this. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Uh, the story of Job is a story of sorrow. It's a story that everyone else in his life was uh, killed uh, a story in which uh, his children were taken from him, his wealth was taken from him, and at the end of this event, uh, it was his wife that says, why don't you just go ahead and die? Why don't you go ahead and die? And so Job sat there with his friends uh, and tried to comp, what in the world is going on? What in the world? Why the things happen the way things happen? At the very end, God finally comes to him and says, okay, I let you think about life. Now hear this. How much do you know? And if you think you, you have the understanding of knowing why things happen, then you're God and not me. The problem with Job, he had to realize he didn't know much in life. And he had allowed a, God leading him by the hand and so when we talk about, about Job, there, there's, there's a foundational problem right there that, that we got to talk about. Uh, you see, look at these statistics. 2002 Barna Research came out with these statistics. 48% of Christians, not the young people, Christians, 48% of Christians could not name the four Gospels. Pop quiz. 48% of you means from here on, only this amount can name the four Gospels. Y'all in the back may not. 48%. 52%, over 50% cannot identify more than three of Jesus' disciples. Over half. 60% of American Christians can't even name five of the Ten Commandments. Can you right now? When asked, graduating high school students, these born-again Christians, the Christians, over 50% of them thought Sodom and Gomorrah were husband and wife. 61% of American Christians think that the Sermon on the Mount was preached by Billy Graham. Billy Graham just passed away. Sermon on the Mount was given by Jesus. Book of Matthew. 
Problem being, is, is this, this is nationwide. This is in our nation right here. These are the statistics. And this Bonner research is the best research that you can do. Is this encouraging? Is this encouraging to know that nowadays Christians don't know what they believe? Where to go for their questions? And so for you guys this morning, we're going to confirm you, but the problem being is y'all still won't know everything. And the problem being is where are you going to go when you do have questions? Because that is the most difficult thing in life is where to turn. And it ain't the internet. It's not something where you can just look on. It's something that you got to dig through and dig through and dig through. And time and time and time again, the Bible has been found to be reliable beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so I just have to add to, let's look again here. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. These guys spent day and night for three years with Jesus, saw him on the shore, 100 yards away, couldn't even figure out who it was. Our goal, what we seek for you guys this morning is for you guys, y'all nine, for you guys to be in that close proximity to Jesus to know who it is. To even know that you don't have all the answers to be able to say, you know what? If that's the Lord, I'm going to throw everything I have and go towards him. I don't care if there's water. I don't care if there's a storm. I don't care what's in between me and God. I want to run to Jesus. Because he alone has all the, the answers to my questions. It's not just a, a great thing to, to live by, but it is someone who answers who you are. This morning, as, as you guys are going through this process, may you guys remember whose you are. May you remember when you have questions, when someone asks you, you know what? You can't, you can't fit in here. You can't fit in here if you have a faith in someone who doesn't exist. Allow yourself to take that stand and say, okay, I won't give up my faith. I'm going to stand firm in who Jesus is because God has been with me every day of my life. You, sir, will leave me at one point. God never will. This is our prayer for you. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord God, these young people, you know, are just like us often questioning, often wondering what in the world's going on. Lord God, there is so much information out there. You know this would happen. Lord God, that's why being a mentor and having a mentor is so important, Lord, that we learn from others. Lord God, may we see in this room here our people who are not done growing. Lord God, may we be able to grow May we be able to take the questions that others raise that we raise. And Lord God, find out that you are the answer. In your son's name we pray. Amen.